I started smoking when I was 11. Now I shit, smoke, and fillet through this hole. Ladies and gentlemen, Jews and Gentiles, <laughs> welcome back to The Unrestricted with Vex and the Bulldog. I'm the Bulldog. The Vex is back. What's up? Always in is Bob, Bushy Tail Bob, ready Hi. to go. Ones and twos. Bob, you still should have started rolling tape the minute Richard picked me up to get here this morning, like 45 minutes ago. You should have started. I don't know. I know that's not possible, but you should have. He took me to Starbucks. Where he is a local fucking celebrity at this Starbucks. As soon as he talks, Mira Jeff! <laughs> it's true. Where have you been? <laughs> they couldn't see wow. because I was in the passenger seat, so it wasn't the video. And it's this gal, Liz, and she's like, Jeff, we were just talking shit about you. Where you been? <laughs> I was like, I knew you'd been talking shit about me. You thought I was dead. That son of a bitch better be dead. <laughs> He hasn't not been here in like eight days. And I know it's because of his good bullshit. I know he doesn't tip them well. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I, tip, I tip those girls good. Okay. I, I, they take care of me. I take care of them. Did, did they give me my... Uh, he, my... Got, he got his tall latte, whatever he drinks for free. Yep. You know what they call wow. it in there? They call it a short, dark, and handsome. <laughs> I swear. Ironically? Iron no. no. <laughs> I thought it should be called a short, thick, and gamey. <laughs> so they're like, okay, so Mina, where you been? And Richard pipes in. And I mean, I swear to God, we're in the drive-thru line. And go ahead. And I said, well, he, he got that penal implant he's been saving up for. <laughs> he's been on the shelf. I'm like, Richard, shut up, man. They don't know you. I got, I got neck surgery. I love friends. <laughs> yeah, he got neck surgery. His little neck. <laughs> His turkey neck. <laughs> It is a Thanksgiving special, so we're going to incorporate turkey and basting and primo whenever we can. Ice and veiny. <laughs> it's girthy like the giblets. Yes, I, I mean, we get up to the front, and the girls are just dying laughing. <laughs> Anything for your friend? <laughs> it's like, no thanks, I've already had three cups of coffee. No shit. <laughs> That's how our day began. Wow, I yeah. wish I was there. Hey, show, uh, you can't see it on air, but show show him your scar. Okay, because it's real. Holy motherfucker! <laughs> he looks like Frankenstein. <laughs> I know, right? They put him back together. Either, so here's what's crazy for those of y'all not able to see this, and I know that's just a few of you. So. <laughs> it's about what four inches across. It's bigger than your turkey neck. <laughs> Don't and laugh so hard; your head might fucking fall off. We'll put it in a bowling bag, take you to Astro Bowl. <laughs> uh, except for the, it may weigh too much. It's bigger than that 16-pound ball. <laughs> that fucking melon. <laughs> so, this, yes, they go in through the front. That's a serious scar. He's still talking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like a vampire. I just can't kill him. Blah, 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 blah. So, you know what's weird? No stitches. You see they the size. They did it all of, the inside? It's all glue. I didn't realize that they'd come this far. This is a huge four-inch gash across my collarbone, essentially. Like, 
they shove your esophagus completely out of the way, which is why the old throat kind of hurt for the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's back, right? Mostly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you you weren't a uh, award winning soprano singer <laughs> in the first place. So. True. So I did get a chance on the drive in, Bob, because I did not somehow in eight days of laying in bed have any time to listen to y'all's podcast last week. So we listened to it. Apparently, he only likes the sound of his voice. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> he didn't even want to be disappointed and upset, so he didn't wow. even fucking listen. I think there was a dude in Greece that was like that. There was. <laughs> there was. You're right. Greece, the musical no, or the movie? God. <laughs> Vinny Baba Rooney. (laughs) I got chills. I got to say, this explains a lot. I finally listened to the first few minutes of it. Uh Uh-oh. I got a lot of texts about my chlamydia. (laughs) I thought thought they were all meant for somebody else. Like, oh. Oh, that's that's brother Dave. (laughs) That's not me. My cousin is a long-haul truck driver. Okay, so he listens to a lot of our show. It must be on your mom's side. Yes. <laughs> you don't think there's a lot of Jewish truck drivers? That's kind of like <laughs> Jewish carpenters yeah. and Jewish long haul truck drivers don't fucking invest. They're accountants? Sure. Very much so. Are we doing the Chappelle thing? I oh, we might wow. be doing the Chappelle thing. We're going to have to get to it a min- in a minute because y'all made me watch Ari Shafir. Ari Shafir? Yeah. The comedian? Yeah. Uh huh. Holy shit, that guy's funny. I told you. You were right. And I watched it right after Dave Chappelle's Saturday Night Live monologue that apparently Jews left and right thought went too far. I did not. But Ari Shafir, Shafir, whatever, however you pronounce it, I presume it's Shafir. Holy shit, he takes it too far. Yeah, but Even as a Jew, I'm like, whoa, that is like way crossing the line, bro. He was in school in Israel to be a rabbi. Yes, so I mean, he's not he has taking it. inside information. He sure does. But if you watch, as I did, Dave Chappelle and Ari Shafir sort of back-to-back, there's no way you can be mad at Dave Chappelle. There's just no way. Do you think Dave sponsored the special <laughs> to release it <laughs> yes, right after his Saturday Night Live? He may have. He's got that kind of money. Yeah. Put my billionaire chain away. <laughs> that was <laughs> those are great awesome. Yeah. Those are great jokes. And I, for those of y'all that didn't see Chappelle's <laughs> SNL, tough shit. Like, go back and watch it. And for those of you who don't know Ari Shafir, highly recommend. Yeah. If you like good Jewish jokes for like two hours. Yeah. Holy shit, that was a long special. It was so long his candles almost burned out. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he, he talks about the Jewish holidays. And he's like, <laughs> hey, Hanukkah <laughs> isn't shit. Like, no, it isn't. It isn't. That's Hanukkah right. is just just goofy. But if you're, if you're Jewish and you don't have any money, your parents will cut your presents in half. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, when they're running long, those eight crazy nights are running long. <laughs> 
like the last the last two days you'll get a wheel. Yes. And then some handlebars. And then the skateboard. And then yeah, the rest of the board. And then, or the rest of the, like I guess a bike you could yeah. make last all, all eight nights. Oh, you could, absolutely. Yeah. Break it down, Here's chain, your chain on the first night. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely true. Here's your, dead on here about your decals. That. And Chappelle did did, did did the Jewish holiday joke. He's like, I grew up with Jewish guys, and they all were going off to celebrate. Shananana or whatever. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, like, I'm sorry if you don't think that's funny. Study fucking comedy. Get get used to it. It's funny. Chappelle, uh, Chappelle was good. He was really good. All the way up to the line without crossing over is so fucking hard to do. Like, I, it reminded me of Louis C.K.'s monologue on SNL where he did the pedophilia thing <laughs> for like nine minutes. And it's like, how do you do pedophilia and make it funny to a national audience on SNL? How do you do that? Was this before or after he was canceled? It was before he was canceled, obviously. Got it. But it was fucking brilliant. I, it, it was a great, great nine minutes. And it, I thought Chappelle was the same. I yeah, it was and, really good. And Jon Stewart said it right. If I'm looking to comedians, and specifically Dave Chappelle, as my moral compass, yeah. I have issues. <laughs> so that was my big issue with so many of my Jewish friends and leaders who I speak with about this sort of stuff. Look, if we're going to bitch and complain about a comedian's eight-minute monologue, dude, we got, we got bigger issues. Like, let's not waste one second of our time. And please, he's not a politician. He's not a, a thought leader, necessarily. Like let's let's back off on on trying to dissect his fucking comedy. <laughs> you know, it's if it were if it were Jesse Jackson, just to find another black guy who's a leader. If it were Jesse Jackson and and it was the same thing, that's different. This is a fucking comedian. Give him a break. To dissect comedy is like dissecting a frog. You can learn a lot by doing it, but you have to kill it to do it. Like you have to kill the frog and you have to kill the comedy. Dissecting Chappelle is killing his comedy. Don't do it. If you were expecting something more, you shouldn't have been. Well, and then I don't know what Bob was referencing, John Stewart. John Stewart went on um, Kobe. Colbert. 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 And you could you pronounce it Kobe? Well Is he I, French? I do have some French Catholic in my mm-hmm. closet. But uh so he said, look, here's the deal. He's a comedian. This is still the United States of America. You can say anything you want to say, but put your big boy pants on and suffer the repercussions. There's an action and a reaction to everything that you do. And guess what? If you don't like a restaurant because the food was cold and the service was bad, don't go back to it. That's right. Look, I got a lot of Jewish friends, and I I would dare to say most Jews love Chappelle's comedy. Let's not turn ourselves into the people who are so fucking soft that when a comedian takes it up to the line, we throw a goddamn fit. Let's not cry wolf, right? Like, please, please, let's not be those people. Well, and then what else? To, and, and I don't know where we took this turn, but it's, it's important. He said, look, you can't, you, you can't say, look, I'm against this. I want to cancel this person and then go back to your corner. Because go back, backing back into your corner, you're, you're shutting the conversation. That's right. And the conversation needs to be open. People need to sit down and say, hey, look, we're all in, in this together, for lack of a better phrase. 
why does this piss you off? Where where did I hurt you? How can I improve as a human? Yeah, not to get too serious about this, and okay. I guess we are, but I mean that's kind of where we've gone wrong. It's we don't listen to the other side, right? Yeah, we of, just turn of it whatever off. it is, we just you either already... turn it off or yeah. demonize it. Yeah. We don't listen, and that's where the marketplace of ideas works. Yeah, just listen. Mm-hmm. I, I to 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 do what I said kills comedy. To dissect it a little bit. His joke about two words in the English language that you shouldn't put together, and that's the Jews, is funny. <laughs> that's funny, okay? He's, he's absolutely right. I have an evangelical friend that every time I talk to him about some of my friend circles, which are very Jewish, yeah. and I go, yeah, the Jews. And he goes, you can't say that. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? How? I got news for you, bro. You also can't say the blacks, and you also can't say the gays. Like... Do you know what's fucked up, though? You do say the Irish. You Can totally say can't yeah. say the mix. <laughs> the mix. And if you call me a mix, I'm like, you're goddamn right oh, I am. You know, <laughs> yeah. There's just levels. Whiskey drinking, potato eating. There's just levels to that, okay? There's just levels to that. Well, but most of the time, you really can't say the and then a, a group right after it. Unless it's you can't. the the, which is a rock group. The the, yes. I recall them. Yeah. Um, and then his other joke about a group of black guys, that's a gang. <laughs> group of Italians, that's a mafia. Group of Jews, that's a complete coincidence. <laughs> 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 Nobody sees it. Like that's, I'm sorry, that's funny. It, see? And then, like you guys have already heard the joke, and he still think it's funny. He's like, have you ever been into a Hollywood Hitch meeting. Yes. There's a lot of Jews. It's very it's a coincidence. A lot of Jews. No kidding. There's a lot of Jews in Hollywood. This is not this is not non-factual. Right? No, it's not. And it's the Europeans' fucking fault for making the Jews do jobs that they couldn't do on the land. Thank you. There was very transient work. They had to do that shit, so fuck you, Ashley. Richard doesn't know what you're talking about. You better tell him. (laughs) Well, I do have a spacey look on my face, but I think that's a common spacey look. Okay. The Jews were not allowed to own land, for the most part, in Europe. So, they took on trades. Is that pre-World War II or after World War II? Oh, no, no. I I think that's pre-Revolution, pre-Magna Carta. Yeah. I just don't understand why you guys got scapegoat. Was it all back to Jesus? Uh, Pretty much. (sighs) Who was Uh, a Jew? (laughs) (laughs) We've talked about this. the beginning. Not actually the beginning, sorry. Like several thousand years after the beginning. So we weren't allowed to own land, so we took on trades, right? And and it turns out your math was pretty <laughs> fucking good. Yes. Right. Yeah. You always had a sharp pencil. Yeah. To counteract Ari Shafir versus Dave Chappelle, as I did back to back, holy shit, Shafir takes it a thousand steps, steps further. And yes, he is Jewish. But if the gap between what somebody else can say and what somebody of that ethnicity can say is a is a thousand leagues i don't like that yeah and if if i understand that there is always going to be and there should be a difference between if you are one or if you ain't one there should be a difference but if that gap is that far then fuck that fuck that anyway it closes conversation that is the closest we're ever going to get to politics on this show wow good deal don't you think I, I hope so. Did y'all watch college basketball last night? I didn't even know it was on. I know. You, no. Have you watched? Let me ask you no. this way: Have you watched a single college basketball game? I've watched the year. horns. 
You did. And the horns look legit. They are good. (laughs) Yeah, it'll make you forget about losing to Baylor this weekend. Yeah, could happen. I mean, oh yeah, it could uh, happen. Oh, sorry. You mean football? Yeah, correct. Crossover. Holy shit! I watched Arkansas last night play Creighton in one of the best college basketball games I've watched. I saw Creighton won. Yes, it was literally forty minutes of perfect basketball. Back and forth, buckets, great defense. It was. They, the final score was 90 to 87. Which doesn't happen a lot. No, coach. it's great basketball. And I'm watching these hogs. The ho- hog suey for my cousin out there. Su-su-su-sui. Uh, Holy shit, Arkansas has three freshmen that I think are going to go in the first round. Diaper dandies. Yeah. Diaper dandies, Jeffrey. Three. Three. And two of them are from the fucking state of Texas. Yeah. How do, do we know let how much out? this drives me apeshit that I watch TCU, Texas Tech, Texas basketball, Aggie basketball, and like they're they're all pretty good, okay? Particularly Texas is up, up, way up. Yeah. Texas Tech has been very good for uh, pretty much a decade. Maybe um, more. Baylor, forgot about them. They won They've been great. Oh, yeah. They've been great for a decade, and they're a top ten team again this year. Mm-hmm. And yet and still, we are letting two guys that I'm pretty sure are NBA first-round picks get out of the state of Texas and go to Arkansas. What are we doing around here? Keep these guys around. Happens in football, too. Yeah. And then, so one of, one of the guys, the point guard for Arkansas, his last name is Black. Holy shit, he's good. Six, seven point guard, like miles long arms, shoots it from everywhere. He's unfucking believable. Like somebody's starting NBA point guard this time next year. Um, he was considering the University of Texas, and the University of Texas takes in a transfer from Iowa State in conference. Go figure that. I don't get it. And and White is like, forget it. I'm not coming anymore. Right. Because you brought in a transfer who's going to play my position. Last night, I continue to watch. We go a little further into the night. Former University of Texas shooting guard, now starting for the Arizona Wildcats, Bobby Ramey. He left? Yes, he left. But he got a lot of playing time at Texas. He was a starter, and he was going to be their best player this year. And he left. And he left. McCuller, who was the best player returning, or Terrence Shannon, one of the two, was going to be the best returning player at Texas Tech. They're both gone. One of them went to Kansas. The other one's now at Illinois. It's like an open revolving it is. door. It is. It is. I, I look. It's I like it's love. like dating in high school. You, you know, you oh, got your. Let's eye. talk about that. Yeah. I went to an all boys high school, so I don't know. So you, oh. it was a little rough for you. <laughs> I bet it was easier. <laughs> No, it, it's it's on a whim. You just you ju- just jump out? teams. You're just gone. Yeah, and you can stay in conference. <laughs> Holy shit! And you're still in the same class. Yes, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. And I think college basketball. Sorry, college football fans. College basketball is the best sport out there. It's just not the juggernaut that football is. Football is king. I get it. But to compare side by side college basketball versus college football. It's not even fucking close. The college football season starts with what? One good game per weekend for the first two? For the first mm-hmm. month. Uh, you think it lasts that long? Okay, well, I'll just give it to you. The first month, there's a good matchup. One per weekend for a month. Then there's pretty much fucking nothing 
unless you really love SEC in-conference battles. And I didn't go to an SEC school, so I'm not that I'm not that interested. Or if you love Iowa versus Wisconsin for the Paul Bunyan yes, trophy. Yes, right. Yeah, whatever. It's uh, if you love that, then you then you're going obviously you're going to love it. But for the rest of the country, that's so regional, I can't give a shit. Well, so basketball, it's a easier to field a great team. It is. Because you need five good players. That's right. And you can travel. That's right. And they set up these tournaments that they pit the dogs against the dogs. Yes. And it's yes. fucking awesome. So, okay. Here, back to my comparison. College, ba- college football. Good maybe first month, then a dead zone. Then you get kind of close to the end, as we're getting to now, right Mm -hmm. around Thanksgiving. And it gets pretty good because you have national championship implications on wins and losses from here on out, right? Everybody's Those that are in it, top 12, you know, those that are in it, you're going to want to watch them. But basically, there's a dead zone. College basketball starts with these incredible tournaments, like the Maui Invitational, which is what I was watching deep into the night last night, which pits, like you said, the dogs against the dogs mm-hmm. and non-conference, right? All out of conference. I mean, it's Duke versus Kentucky, Kansas versus Carolina. It's the best of the best. Gonzaga against whoever. Exactly. And you watch these games because it's amazing. Then immediately out of this, you know, they're, they're going to take a couple of conference versus conference, Big Ten versus Big 12. Well, shit, I want to see Michigan against Kansas. All, t- all day. All day. Yeah. I, I don't even care if I like either team or if I'm from either region. It's you know they're going to ball. You know it's going to ball out. Right. Then they go conference schedule, which is incredible because I, uh, we'll just take the Big 12, for instance. You're playing two games per week, like just a couple days off in between these games, and you got to go from – you know, Manhattan, Kansas, to Ames, Iowa, to, to Stillwater, Oklahoma, and it's back-to-back. Holy shit, these games, and they matter, yeah. right? Yeah. They, you can win your conference or lose your conference based on these games. Then immediately after that, they have a conference tournament, which is must-see. Mm. And then immediately after that, you have the tournament, March Madness. It is just such a better season breakdown, and I realize that the the – just the difference between two sports means, you know, you have 12 games versus 30. So, obviously, you can have a more loaded schedule. And you can play basketball twice a week, and you can't do that in football, apparently. Uh, I just, I fucking love college basketball. Starts with a bang, keeps the momentum, ends with a bang. And anybody who says that it takes away, that the regular season takes away from March Madness, bullshit. We all watch March Madness, even if we don't give a shit about college hoops. Yeah. No, it is It is the most watchable of collegiate sports. You think so? I do. You've got a, I and mean, I love football. You're a college football guy. I mean, I get up that first, that first Saturday. It's like Christmas morning. Get up yeah. early, get excited. But if, if you're talking about watching games that matter and that can go anyway, because yeah. Basketball much more than football. It's, it's who's who's hot. Yeah, you get hot, you get a win. I mean, that's why we watch March Madness for the Cinderellas, that's right? Because you get five guys playing their heart out, and you get two guys that are hot and can't can't miss. They can take down 
a top five. And it happens every year, all the time. And that's why people watch the shit. I guess out of just it. on entertainment value. College basketball, it's games that matter, but in a way they don't matter. Because you do have so many teams that make the that make the tournament, you can play big big time games and go, okay, I'm gonna go up against the Gonzagas, the the Creightons of the world, and I'm and, and if I lose, I lose. Yeah. But as long as I play the rest of my season okay, I'm in. That's in right. college football, you gotta play these non conference cream puffs. I'm watching you, Michigan. And so it leads to weekends where we don't see anything interesting. Yes, and that drives me crazy as a sports fan, right? Not necessarily just a football fan or a basketball fan or a fan of one singular team. That drives me nuts, man. The college basketball season is so much more entertaining than college football. College football right now, for the past month, you're lucky to have gotten one matchup worth watching that you know is going to be an entertaining game start to finish per weekend. And college hoops is just not that way. Yeah. It, I, I, I don't have allegiance to Arkansas or Creighton. None. None. And I watched that game start to finish last night and was enthralled. Just fabulous fucking hoops. And basketball is an, an easier game to watch. You think so? I think, I, I, think I, so. I think so many of the people listening are going to be like, football is a much more fun watch than basketball. It, <laughs> Football action to action, yes, like the NFL Network does in their, oh, in, in their you know truncated oh. games and red zone. Oh, oh truncated, yeah, yeah, sure. the, where we get rid yeah. of all the watching, you know, yep. the coach and all that shit, just watching the plays. Basketball is you're just watching the plays. It action to action to action to action, not action to timeout to injury to timeout to action. Yeah, it's true. So you college football fans, I'm sorry. People still love football, but bang for the buck, college basketball's the skinny. Yeah, it is. It really is. Didn't know we were going to go there on today's show. No. no. Do you no. guys want to do Cowboys? Because I, wow. was, I wasn't here for the Green Bay loss, right? Right. And I had a terrible feeling that was going to be the trip up. And I, we talked about it actually the last time I was in studio, that this stretch, this three-game stretch, you know, around Thanksgiving was going to be the make or break. And it kind of always is for the Cowboys season because you get these three games compressed into a tight window. Three games, nine days. Yeah. And I had a bad feeling that Green Bay game was going to be the trip up. And then it was like, okay, now can you bounce back against a one-loss team on the road? How do you do that? And they were obviously hotter than a $2 pistol coming in. Minnesota was. And it's like, okay, you got to get right, and you got to get right now, or else your season may go down the crapper. Well, guess what? And they did it. They got right. Like in a big way, man. 40-3? to three? That was impressive. It was dope. They, it was dope. They and beat the shit out of them. They sure did. Dominated in every phase of the game. I, I, I still think it starts with number 11. It's, it, okay, continue. He's, he's a beast. He had a bad game. He needed to have that bad game. He was pissed. Yeah. And he was all over the field. What makes you believe in the Cowboys is nothing more than Micah Parsons and Lawrence and the, and the defensive front line. I, I, honestly, and I think some people who are maybe – just skewed towards offense, would say, well, it's the fact that Dallas can run the football. I don't think that's it. What leads me to believe they're a Super Bowl team is that they can get to the quarterback without blitzing. Yep. They are really good defensively against a team that needs to pass in that particular down and distance. Correct. Really good. 
I think Green Bay possibly showed the roadmap to beat them, which is a run first, run heavy. No doubt. And if you're successful in that run first, run heavy on first and second down, and you're not in third and eight, third and seven, third and six, third and nine, that may put a little bit more pressure on But I expected more out of the Vikings in that game. So I was very impressed by what the Cowboys did, especially dude, offensively. Dude, Justin Jefferson had three catches for 33 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe. That ain't, that ain't I think shit. Had, I think he had two. Was it two catches for 33 yards? Okay. Yeah. That ain't shit, right. obviously. And he's the best receiver in the game. Absolutely. Kirk Cousins, I'm going to break your heart, 12 for 23, 105 yards. Okay. Con- awesome. Conversely, what did Dakota do? 22 for 25, very, very efficient. No 276, picks. two TDs. And it, it goes back to control down and distance. Yes, sir. Run the ball. Yes. Because if you're not throwing it, guess what? You're not throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't turn the ball over. Ezekiel Elliott is worth the money they're paying him. And I know everybody's going to be, Whoa! Pollard, Pollard. Yeah, Pollard is awesome. But let's go back to Pete. You got the sledgehammer, then you got the sword. That's right. And Zeke had pop. And he runs hard, and he punishes people. And then when Pollard gets in there, they're already gassed. Was and it he's a, ripping off chunks? Was it Aikman on the call? I think it was right. I, and and Aikman said, no, it was Tony. That's right. Was it Romo? It was Tony. Okay, whoever was on the call said at some point during the broadcast, I think what this is turning down, turning into, is a Tony Pollard early down, long yardage guy, and Zeke being the short yardage sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no shit, we've been saying that for a while. And the stats and the stats bear it out. They Tony do. Pollard for 80 yards, 15 carries. It's averaging Elliott, almost seven, 42 for 15. Averaging almost seven yards a carry. Well, five, is. Five, 15 for 42. 5.3. 5.3? Yeah. Okay, sorry. What was time of possession? Cowboys, 37 minutes, 24 seconds. Vikings, 22 minutes, 36. Yep. That's, that's run. That's, that's run, run, the, run, 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 run. in a football game. Huge advantage for the Cowboys, and this is just the way things break. I don't know that the NFC has the team with the right makeup to beat them, other than your 49ers. Yeah, that's I why can he's tell smiling. when you were smiling. You like dick. He's, he's a candy stealer. The two teams that are the scariest to me, if, if the playoffs were wide open and the Cowboys could play anybody, AFC or NFC, I'd be tremendously afraid of the Tennessee Titans. Yes. The way they run the ball. I'd be terrified of the Baltimore Ravens. I Honestly, I think we would get killed by the Ravens. However, we don't got to play them. Right. We do, we'll, and we'll see a little bit this weekend against the Giants, what they're going to do against a team that really does say, hey, man, we're giving it to our back, and, and he's getting it 25 times, mm-hmm. right? San Francisco looked scary on Monday night, and the whole world – was like, oh, the 49ers are for real. Okay, first of all, we've been saying that in this podcast. Everyone's been saying that. Oh, but they went bananas on the 49ers after they beat the fucking Cardinals. Don't act like they just beat the 85 Bears. It's a divisional game on the road. Well, oh my God. It really wasn't at home for Arizona. No. (laughs) And and Arizona's a mess. We've we've said it in here a thousand times. Like Kingsbury is five minutes from being fired. That's a team that's essentially quit on their head coach. Don't pretend like they just got a huge win. It's it, it's like Michigan Colt playing McCoy this. was starting, and I love yeah. me some Colt McCoy. But, but it's Colt McCoy. Yeah. Right. Oh, they had his number. Some of the hits that he took Poor on guy. unblocked defenders. 
That poor Ow. guy. Honest to God. Yeah, I but mean, he has never found himself in a situation where he wasn't like just an instant from having his head bashed in. He's never played in that situation. Poor guy. But it all stems back when he got hurt against Alabama. It does. It does. I mean, much respect to Cole McCoy. Yeah, he goes out there dude. and he knows that he's essentially a tackling. No, he, he's cannon fodder. He is, but he, he's carved out a pretty nice little niche. Good for him. Backup quarterbacks yeah, get wish, paid pretty well. I wish Jordan Shipley had stayed healthy enough; he'd probably still be out there. But I will say this: the one thing that impressed me as a 49ers fan is the offensive mix that Shanahan and that offensive staff called up. That looked. Nice. And and to yeah. use the Cardinals as a tune-up game, kind of like a Michigan playing the St. Mary's school for the deaf and the dumb, <laughs> it's kind of what I think the You're Cardinals really may You're really taking shots be. at the Wolverines today, aren't you? Apparently I am, though yeah. I love Harbaugh. Don't get me wrong, I love Har- I love me some Harbaugh. Said no one ever. I know, right? I'm really... You drink milk with him? I know. <laughs> no. It, Tell lies, drink milk. No, that... Like the I mean, in his pants. I mean, how, how they use McCaffrey, <laughs> how they use... Pants. How they use Debo. Garoppolo was efficient and and consistent. A few weeks ago when we were in here and they made the Christian McCaffrey trade, I looked at you and I was like, this is big. And you're like, well, it's just another new, shiny new toy for Shanahan to play with. I was like, no, I think it's more than that. Like, you have to have multiple weapons for a guy like Garoppolo. If you're asking him to make the hard throws, wrong guy to ask, Right. Like, leave that to Aaron Rodgers, where he's got receivers who can't get open and he has to put it into tight slots. Don't ask Garoppolo to do it. And Let him throw three-yard slants <laughs> to 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 um, McCaffrey, who they're, like, lining up in the slot now, and they got Debo on the other side, and then you got um, uh, uh, Benjamin, not Benjamin. Um, Mitchell. Mitchell in the backfield. That's terrifying. Yeah, and... And all the talking heads on ESPN want me to throw shit at my new nice Samsung TV when they they say (laughs) shit like, well, Garoppolo, you're not going to give him the ball if you need to win the game. Garoppolo's not the quarterback that's going to win you the game. I'm like, shut the fuck up. He doesn't need to win the game. Who's going to win me my game? Kyle Shanahan and his play calling and all the shiny toys he has. Garoppolo doesn't need to win the game. If he makes easy throws the way Dak Prescott did 22-25 against the Vikings... And just utilizes his weapons. San Francisco's scary. I mean, I look. I I, I realize what the records are, um, and the Eagles are. They're awesome. The two scariest teams in the NFC are the Cowboys and the 49ers. Oh, I would love that for a conference championship game. Bring me all the way back to '81. Yeah, dude. Kittle. Jumping up in the back of the end zone, Come on, going down. Kittle wasn't even alive. In I know, I know, but no, no, I want to oh, recreate okay. it. <laughs> I want to recreate it. Uh, I know exactly the, uh, who was there. Clark? It was Dwight Clark. Dwight Clark. Gary Clark was the uh, little wide receiver, I think, for the Redskins. Yeah, he was. You remember he, him? He was part of the Piglets. <laughs> yeah, or the Posse. Uh, some. Did we ever discuss the origin story of why you love Washington so much? Why did why did I love the Redskins growing up? Yeah. I did, I did. I was a huge Redskins fan growing growing up, and well, for one, they were really good from like 1981 to 1986. Gibbs, yeah, consistent, yeah. And uh, I mean, there were two Super Bowls in there. Uh, actually, there were three Super Bowls in there. One was lost, right? One they lost to the Raiders. That was 81, I think. Mm, okay, bring that up, will you? 
Anyway, they were good. And yeah. they had all the cool nicknames. Yeah. Do you remember John Riggins? Oh, yeah. I mean, the rig. And they'd fire up the bus. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, that shit was cool. That shit was cool. And they had the, the hogs on the line and the piglets and the posse. They had all the cool nicknames. I You're, was like, you, you were a few years off. Okay. 1984, Raiders beat Washington 38 to 9. Okay. And then they win in 86. 88, 42 to 10 over Denver, who lost Super Bowls big all the time back then. And then they win again. Then they win at the Metrodome in Minneapolis in 92, 37 24, which I think was the bandwagon season. Bandwagon season? Yeah, I, I listened to a lot of Kornheiser. That's, that's what he called that season. When you people know, got on board. Unbridled optimism. Okay. <laughs> That was Mark Rippon. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The season of his life. By the way, there is a Rippon backup in the NFL right now. I'm trying to think of. Will you look that up? Is it his cousin? I don't know. It's his no. It's got to be his son, right? Look up Mark Rippon's son. Didn't Rippon kind of fall on hard times? I think he did, except for he's like the greatest uh, amateur golfer on the planet. No shit. Oh, dude, he's he's in that pantheon with like um, Tommy Kramer, yes. Brett. <laughs> Brett. Yes. Brett Rippon plays quarterback for the Broncos. But is he? Who's his dad? Who your daddy? Who's he? Who's he daddy? Who, where's mama at? Tim and Julie Rippon. Oh. Tim well, Rippon. Nephew, nephew, nephew. There you go. Mark, you Mark is, go. His aunt, is, is his uncle. He's not his auntie. <laughs> his aunt That's how that works. <laughs> a donut without a hole is just a Danish. <laughs> Um, what else y'all want? Oh, World Cup. I saw Portal at Central Market yesterday. Isn't that his name, Portal? Oh, Portal. 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 <laughs> potato. Potato. Wow. So sorry, Portal. <laughs> I saw him at Central Market. We were both looking at the herbs. Oh yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah. And I said, "You're having a really good season." And then I kind of laughed. Myself. Why do you always do this? Because I couldn't say there's no way you should be our leading scorer, <laughs> but you are. He's not our leading scorer. Well, he had 31 the other night. Oh, okay. On a given night, yes. He was. And and super nice. He's so fucking tall. I was gonna ask you that my you wife just, like, was under his it? butt cheek. Absolutely. <laughs> He's so fucking tall. No shit. And it's funny. At San Antonio's cool because we don't sweat him too too much, and you're all, you are in Central Market. Yeah. So, it, but someone did come up and take pictures with him, and he was super cool. He got took pictures, and then the guy goes, "Ask him about his fantasy basketball team." No way. <laughs> and it reminded me of like no one gives a fuck about fantasy team except for you. <laughs> That's my line. But he yeah. was very gracious because he said, "Who should I pick up?" On the Spurs on my fantasy team. Oh my God. And he goes, You want me to rank my teammates? <laughs> and the guy looked at him unabashedly, said, Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> and Pertle started laughing. And and this time we're in the beer section. So I guess he was like, Okay, at least I get to drink after this. And Why do you always talk to professional athletes whenever you see them? I just, because what is it inside of you that makes you go, Oh, there's somebody I've seen on TV? I'm going to go talk to them. They're going to like me. Is it just me or is it John Q. Public, anyone? I leave them alone 100% of the time. I think Richie's working on number four. Uh, yeah. A, a fourth fuck off. But he's yeah. not a Hall of Famer. No, he's not. So. Uh, you know, <laughs> we'll in his see. home country. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. He, but he was funny. He goes, 
I'm not supposed to do this, but go Vassell all day long. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah, he Vassell is good. So in this time of rehabilitation coming off of neck surgery, I have had a lot of time to watch a lot of sports. And I've watched every Spurs game that's had, that's been had. We're not good. I mean, I don't think that's breaking news to anybody. Uh, <laughs> here's the difference. is I also watch other teams, okay? And I'm also watching the the players that were drafted after Jeremy Sohan. That is he growing on you? Absolutely not. You still think he sucks? I don't think he can play, honestly. I mean, I think he's a really nice guy as your eighth man. But if you're looking for him to be a starter on a good basketball team, like on a championship-caliber basketball team, he's never going to rise to that. That 18.2% three-point mark is not filling It sucks. You. He can't shoot. Now, he could learn to shoot, okay? That's a given. And, you know, one of the big problems with that is over the summer, the Spurs lost our, 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 our sensei, Chip England, Where'd our he go? shooting coach. He went to Oklahoma City. Oh. Didn't re-sign him. Let him go. That's not Oh, smart. it's a terrible, terrible move. So if you're looking for Sohan to make a jump in shooting, okay, possible. I don't like the fact that he's terrified to look at the basket and score. I, he, he, he won't be an aggressive offensive threat. And it doesn't look like he's ever going to be to me. And what I'm able to do when I'm laying in bed and, you know, essentially like... Uh, More meatloaf, Mom. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mom! Me love, no, nope, no pork in that. <laughs> As I'm up there, I'm able to watch all of these other teams. And guys, you watch Jalen Duran, who was the guy a lot of you Spurs loved him. I wanted him for the Spurs. Where'd he go? He went to Detroit. And what's he doing, bro? He's like a double double, walking double double every night. And if if they have a lot of big men in Detroit, big guys that are taking up a lot of his time, so he doesn't necessarily get the minutes. But Isaiah Stewart, who you probably don't know, but he's got a cool nickname, Beef Stewart, Beef That's Stew. Pretty good. It's a great yeah. nickname. Pretty good. Big dude. Um, he's been injured, so Duran's gotten a lot of the minutes. I have watched Duran twice in the last week change the optics of a basketball game with his offensive rebounding alone by himself. Now, I haven't watched a Spurs game this year where I thought Jeremy Sohan's defense or anything changed the outlook of the basketball game, changed the way the game looked from start to finish, the way Jalen Duran has. I'm sorry. There was the pick ahead of Jeremy Sohan, who I wanted really bad for the Spurs, and maybe you could have traded up one spot to get him. I don't know. But Benedict Matherin is killing it in Indiana. He's over 20 points a game as a, as a rookie. That's insane. And he's terrifying. He's dunking on people. He's making his threes. He shoots mid-range pull-ups. He is a gnarly defensive player. Now, Sohan's switchability on defense, it's nice. Do not get me wrong. That is an awesome piece of the game to have. But if you don't have other good stuff that goes along with it, like exceptional passing, a threat to score, you are hoping, at best, to be Draymond Green. And really, the only reason Draymond Green, and by the way, Draymond Green is the guy in the NBA that Sohan says he looks up to the most, that he wants to be. You don't get to be Draymond Green unless you have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Right. 
we've said this for a decade. If Draymond Green was on another team, he'd be infinitely less valuable, mm -hmm. which is why he's always stayed there because he knows his butter, you know, his bread gets buttered by Steph and Clay, and he's really good at that. If we're hoping that we're going to get a Steph Clay combination to build around Sohan, I mean, good luck. It's right. just the two best shooters who've ever been paired in a backcourt in the history of the league. So, no, I don't. I do, no, so Anne has not grown on me. Gotcha. So, you know who's at the World Cup? And this is where we'll finish our show. Soccer players? No. <laughs> my fucking brother. Uh-uh. Oh, y'all didn't know that? Dangerous Dave? My bro. Yes, Dangerous Dave. Single, 40 years, 42 years old. He is in Qatar. Qatar. Whatever. Cutter. Now. Catter. He got there the day before the USA game. He's with two of his buddies, okay? One of whom married, the other one I don't think is. They went to Vanderbilt together, college buddies. <coughs> went to the USA game the other day. Showing me videos as he's walking in, sending me WhatsApp videos. Holy shit, it looks amazing. Yeah. The stadiums are incredible. My brother's having a great time. He says it's really cool to get around in this city. I mean, I don't know if y'all are watching the World Cup. I haven't missed a game until I'll, this damn podcast. Yeah, I've been watching. Yeah, it's it, awesome. It's awesome. It is. And like I, even my kids watch it because oh, they grew good. up playing soccer. Dude, I can't get them to watch a football game. It's the game greatest with sporting me. event in the world. Yeah. And I've been to a World Cup in France. My brother's been to the last three. Okay. <laughs> Dangerous Dave. He went to Brazil. Then he went to Russia. I'd have stayed in Brazil. Uh, he damn near did. <laughs> and this is a true Go story. Native. True story. He was like supposed to fly home on a Monday, and he didn't call us or text us or nothing. And he didn't come up till like come home till like the following Sunday. We're like, <laughs> where have you been? He's a shaman. Like, oh, I just decided to stay a little extra while. Well, you stopped texting us, so we were a little worried here in our family. Like, yeah, I would have stayed, right? Dave. And then, then he goes to Russia the next the next time around. <laughs> I don't think he'd do that now. Oh no, it was bad then. It was bad then. We knew the repercussions of what a drunk American, you know, you could wind up in I the don't know gulag. How, I don't know how Dave keeps his passport. Swear to God, Dangerous I don't either. Dave. Swear to God, I don't either. <laughs> so he goes to Russia four years ago. And he does the same shit. He's like <laughs> supposed to come home on a Monday. He stays too long at the Hungry Duck. Yes. Have you heard about that bar? No, tell me. Oh, boy. Is that a Russian bar? It's a Russian bar. I guess I got to Google that. Yeah, Google that. All right. Google that, and then we'll talk about but he, it. But he doesn't come home for like another three days. And, of course, we're all sitting around. That's like, been done he's, yet, in, he's in Siberia. Of like, course. He definitely... he's, he's hunting a tiger. <laughs> I mean, so yeah. So now he's in Qatar where nothing can go wrong. Yeah. For a Jewish drunk. Yeah. A <laughs> hey, man, this club's a little restricted. Uh, maybe don't tell him you're a Jew. Hey, Wayne. I'll take two of these, three of those, four of those. Uh, some of those naked lady tees from my friend Dave. It is incredible to watch the stuff he's sending me. And watching it on TV, I guess we all probably all come away with the same feeling of like, Holy shit, they just built this, like, like... $110 billion. Yes, it's like a McMansion. Of live tour money. Yes. Because that's where it's from. It's like a McMansion on this, like, trillionaire scale. 
like the whole country mm-hmm. is a McMansion, yeah. right? The state out of nothing, out of fucking nothing, except for the death of laborers from you know Indonesia, and dinosaur bones. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Lots of dinosaur bones. I, Four dollars and fifty cents at the pump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's having a blast. So he's been to two games so far. He went to the USA match against Wales, which was unfortunate. Great first half. Great first half by the Americans. And then and then we petered out. Mm-hmm. I think, honest to God, I think we shot our like spent our powder in the first half. We just didn't have energy yeah. in the second half. And now we got the England game on Friday. We'll see how you, Team USA bounces back. Love look, a tie. Yeah, would love I, oh a tie. Oh my god, there. a tie would be so good. Yeah, a tie would essentially mean Get we move forward. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes the next day. Saudi Arabia, Argentina. Oh, that's right, Argentina. And they freaking and beat the biggest Messi. upset in the history of the World Cup. Biggest upset in the history of the World Cup, and he was there. That's awesome. So cool. So jealous. Yeah. So cool. Let's see. World Cup hosted at a Middle Eastern country. Middle Eastern country upsets a soccer powerhouse. Shady deal? Question mark? Oh, the whole fucking thing. Have you watched the FIFA documentary on Netflix? I heard it's amazing. I haven't watched it. Look, if you've read anything about it, you know the whole story already. I mean, it's just We know there were, yeah. Yeah, it's just a huge money grab. Um, And watching this grosses me out. And it in no way surprises me that Qatar, somehow, for the first time, the home country didn't win their first match. Oh, but neighboring Saudi Arabia, who has like a million times the money, somehow does and pulls off the greatest. I'm sure that's coincidence. (laughs) Anyway, it's theater that the entire world is tuned into. It's great. Yeah, I mean, it is it is the best tournament. It is the best sporting event. Uh, if you haven't been, I suggest you like, go. What gives you chills? And I don't know if you saw um, the the beginning of the USA Wales game when they played the national anthem. Oh my god! When they played the Welsh na- national anthem and they show the Welsh fans, they are fucking screaming. Yeah, <laughs> tears pouring down their face, screaming yeah. the national anthem. Same with the Mexico fans last night. That was yeah. pretty awesome. And thank you, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, because Americans know the Welsh national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> McElhenney lo- that show learning is so Welsh. good. Yes. Welcome to Wrexham. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Um, so my brother says, so, you know, you can't really afford to stay in Qatar for like the whole month, right? So he and his buddies are like, you're going to love this. Oh, Dave. <laughs> David had told me, he was like, so we're going to be there for like a week. We're going to see like five matches in a week. And then, you know, we just can't afford to stay for the rest of the time. So we're going to go somewhere else that has really good like pubs and viewing and it, that is a more of a soccer culture. Uh-huh. Because if you were just sitting in a Qatari pub, you know, it's just different. So I figured he was going to go to what? London, Dublin, maybe on his way back to the States. You know where he's going? Brazil. Thailand. Oh, my <laughs> God. Your brother. I mean, your, the life of Riley. I, he needs to write a book. I swear to God he does. Oh, <laughs> oh my. Time spent in FIFA holding cells. <laughs> well, we've always said everybody that likes to have a good time needs a big shade tree. Yes. And you were blessed with I, one. Yeah. I'm sorry, Dad and Mom, but uh, I didn't do that. Thank you, bro, for being <laughs> that shady tree. <laughs> well, it is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Absolutely. 
We're thankful for Jeff's head not falling off. Oh, shit. <laughs> you guys get to see this scar. It's pretty impressive. How y'all feel out there? Do you feel good? I said, do you feel good? Come on. 